my name is Emily Hines, and I attend Houston City Council meetings, and I take notes, and then I share them with you. Today's notes are from the second council meeting of this new year on January 11th, 2023. The first order of business was a public hearing on proposed updates to portions of the city's development code, which is chapter 42, to create more opportunities for walkability, affordability, and equity. Proposed amendments address four main areas, and I will explain them all. Residential buffering standards, which is the space between single-family and multi-resident complexes. Garage screening and lighting standards, um, which is to prevent car headlights and garage lighting from bothering residential lots next door. Wall or pole-mounted light fixture standards to prevent commercial lights from shining into residential homes and dumpster screening standards. Hide those dumpsters, they're very unsightly. Three speakers commented after the presentation, they were all involved with this code update process and they were all in favor. Councilmember Pollard wants to make sure the rules are flexible because one size doesn't fit all. Councilmember Thomas pointed out that public engagement in this process was very high. Next up is the mayor's report. This is when Mayor Turner goes over non-agenda stuff, usually upcoming events or news items, but today was a little different. To help ring in the new year, Mayor Turner invited Police Chief Finner to present on crime in 2022. Chief Finner began by praising the 34 cadet classes over the past seven years, which is Mayor Turner's tenure which produced 2,020 new officers. He thanked council for approving a $10,000 signing bonus for cadets. He praised HPD's competitive pay, and he emphasized the importance of officer wellness. Chief Finner said there is always still work to be done, but violent crime numbers in Houston are trending down. Then Assistant Chief Martin took over to go over some numbers in detail. Nonviolent crime is driving most of Houston's crime increase. Most of the violent crime categories are down. Much of the theft in Houston is of items from cars. Chief Martin implored people not to leave things in their cars, especially guns, and plugged the Lock It Up Safe program. Theft of vehicle parts like catalytic converters is also still a really big problem. In every district, overall violent crime is down. The violent crime category that is consistently up is kidnapping, which the chiefs both said is due in large part to custody and domestic issues. Chief Finner concluded their presentation by going over his 2023 priorities, which are One Safe Houston, Recruitment and Retention, Technology, Mobility, Mental Health, Officer Wellness, and Community Partnerships. When he was talking about technology, Finner specifically mentioned license plate readers, or LPRs, which are cameras, and ShotSpotter, which you may recognize as we have covered them before. I was hoping he would expand on mobility, but he did not, so I don't know what he means by that. And on community partnerships, Finner wants to prioritize youth programs. He plans to begin going to lunch periods at junior and high schools. Quote, nothing formal, just shaking some hands and talking to kids, affecting their hearts and their minds. End quote. Mayor Turner said the start of 2022 was rough, crime-wise, but things started to turn around when One Safe Houston was implemented, and Chief Finner agreed and looks forward to more of the same strategy and funding. Turner said, we value police and encouraged enrollment in the police force. He advocated for some of the state budget surplus of $33 billion, with a B, to be spent across the state for community mental health. And later he added he'd like to see some state funding for technology as well. Again, he's referring to programs like ShotSpotter and LPRs, amongst others. 
Almost every council member thanked Chief Fenner and HPD and had some questions. Council member came in, asked how much violent crime involves guns, how many guns were stolen out of cars, etc. She's always very focused on guns in general. She warned against the danger of focusing on percentages rather than actual numbers. When Councilmember Robinson shared that his vehicle was actually stolen on Saturday and asked what more HPD needs to combat this type of crime, Finner said he wants more cameras everywhere, including private property. Finner also advocated for help addressing the backlog of cases and more capacity at county jail so that violent offenders can stay put. Councilmember Thomas asked for an update on the effectiveness of LPRs, those are the license plate reading cameras, since she used her district funds to pay for them. Chief Finner again advocated for more cameras everywhere and said, you will see a safer city. Thomas pointed to today's agenda item 13, which is $324,000 for a domestic violence program, and said it was a really small number and shows where our priorities are. Councilmember Cisneros was the only councilmember to even vaguely reference that the best way to prevent crime is to make sure people have what they need to be successful. She emphasized supporting young people because that's where the most bang for your buck is. She complained that gang leaders recently rounded up in a joint FBI local effort are either already out on bond or about to be released. And Finner unspecifically said, we got your back. Councilmember Castix Tatum encouraged everyone to attend PIP meetings. PIP stands for Positive Interaction Program and aims to create a healthy relationship between citizens and police officers through monthly meetings. Uh, There's citywide ones and there's also local, they don't call them districts because that's not how the police force works, but precincts. Um, And you can look up the ones that are near you. Councilmember Martin thanked the gentlemen and gentle ladies of HPD, which literally made me LOL. He complained that no cadets from the recent class were sent to his district. And Chief Martin explained that there are no training stations in District E. Councilmember Peck made a similar complaint later on, even while noting that District A is one of the safest. Councilmember Plummer asked about crime stats for apartment complexes with and without the Blue Star designation. And uh, the Blue Star multi-housing program requires apartment complexes to have specific lighting and some cameras and some fencing and other stuff, and also for management to attend an eight-hour class. She asked clarifying questions about how hate crimes are classified and whether these include crimes against the LGBTQ plus community, which they do. When she asked if the apartment complex strike force has been useful, Finner said it's very good at getting media involved, which puts apartment complex owners on notice. She also brought up the efficacy of certs and MCOTs, which Finner agreed are very effective and he noted also very expensive. I regrettably do not have time to elaborate on certs and MCOTs today, but I highly recommend looking them up and advocating for their funding. You can see some of our notes, especially during the budget process on um, certs and MCOTs as well. Councilmember Gallegos compared the number of police officers Houston has, which is approximately 5,100 officers for 640 square miles, to the number of police officers Chicago has, which is about 11,000 officers for 235 square miles. Councilmember Jackson praised Chief Finner's emphasis on community partnerships, and she highlighted the Credible Messengers program as an example, which pairs a young person involved in the criminal justice system with a mentor who has had similar experience in the past. She also complained that convenience stores are crime hotspots. Councilmember Pollard plugged the Police Enlightenment and Collective Education, or PEACE, program, 
which is a collab with the Houston Police Officers Union, and it offers optional classes on meditation, yoga, sound therapy, and mindfulness. He mentioned the District J Patrol and said it's popular, whatever that means. He asked for help combating prostitution along the Bissonette Corridor in Westwood, and he wants the police transparency dashboard to be kept up to date and suggested an engagement campaign to make sure people know about it. Councilmember Kamen said the next public safety and homeland security meeting on January 19th will include updates on the very same transparency dashboard and on the site and release program. She praised HPD for reporting hate crimes to the FBI, even though the state of Texas does not require it. She also said we should advocate for Harris County court expansion to help with the backlog. Councilmember Gallegos asked Chief Martin how many guns were stolen out of cars in 2022 which is 4,140, and that just seems like a really big number to me. Gallego suggested all of the media organizations present should include this number in their reporting, and I am not a media organization, but Gallegos, please take note, I am doing my part. Councilmember Thomas asked if there will be another gun buyback event, and Mayor Turner said yes before March, but he didn't share any other details. Mayor Turner concluded this crime section of the meeting by bringing up illegal dumping, placing emphasis on perpetrators. He said if something is illegal, you shouldn't be doing it. Once again, taking no responsibility for all of the ways this city makes it difficult to get rid of our waste. This is becoming the thing I am most grumpy about. I might die on this hill. Turner thanked Chief Finner and said there was no doubt in his mind that Finner was the right person at the right time to tackle the crime wave in Houston. Turner said these have been challenging times, and he asked everyone never to forget those who paid the ultimate price. Now we get to move on to some welcome news. Item 11, which made Houston libraries fine-free. Item 11 approved an ordinance for the Houston Public Library to become a fine-free library. The library will no longer assess late fees for people who return their items after their due date. Here's a quote from the supporting doc. Historically, public libraries have assessed late fines to encourage library users to return library materials on time. However, studies have consistently revealed that overdue fines do not encourage library users to return books on time, but rather have the opposite effect, end quote. Owing a fine keeps people from using the library, especially in low-income neighborhoods. The rate of library use will go up, the amount of people visiting the library will go up, and the number of books returned will go up. All good things. People will still be responsible for the cost of lost or damaged books, though. Councilmember Peck was the only negative Nancy and expressed doubt this would have the intended consequences. She asked that this initiative come back to committee before the end of the year for evaluation before continuing. She used this opportunity to complain about lack of library access for some residents in District A, which seemed very dissonant to me. Councilmembers Castix Tatum and Thomas both defended this item. Thomas shared a story about the library sending her overdue fines to debt collection, which impacted her credit score, and she's able to laugh about it now, but it was a very good anecdote to advocate for the removal of these fines. Okay, here are some other agenda items. Item 10 approved $2.2 million for the purchase of ammunition and accessories for the Houston Police Department. The ammunition will be used to train police cadets for proficiency training for current officers, state firearms qualification, and it will also be used for self-protection. So, City Council approved spending money, $2.2 million, on ammunition today that will likely kill people, which gave me pause, but not them, no discussion at all. 
Item 13 approved a $324,000 grant to Harris County Domestic Violence Coordinating Council to support mobile trauma support specialists benefiting households experiencing homelessness that are survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault and human trafficking. As Councilmember Thomas said earlier, $324,000 is not a lot of money for a program that has a huge and life-changing impact on this very vulnerable community, not to mention crime. I'm glad to see this funding, and I'm grateful to Councilmember Thomas for pointing out the funding disparity, but even this initiative is still incredibly downstream. Items 14 through 17 approved funding for programs that address homelessness, all totaling $2.6 million. Item 18 approved giving $1 million to the Texas Southern University Center for Transformative Health. Mayor Turner described this as seed money for an initiative that will continue to address health disparities in minority communities. He said this program was started during the pandemic and pointed to the cancer cluster in Cashmere Gardens as further evidence of its necessity. And before I conclude this episode, I just want to highlight items 14 through 17, approved funding for programs that address homelessness, all totaling $2.6 million, and item 10, which approved $2.2 million for the purchase of ammunition. Very, very similar numbers for very, very different things. And that's it. That was the second meeting of 2023. I skipped the council member pop-off because that crime talk was long. Big thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. And if you want to join our Patreon and help fund this project, the Patreon is patreon.com slash emilytakesnotes. And we really appreciate it. I also want to especially thank Houston In Action and ACLU Texas for their support and Tecolotl, who have been doing Spanish translation for these notes, which you can find on my Instagram, which we'll link to, and the website, which is emilytakesnotes.com. You can find resources for this episode, including where to watch city council meetings and how to find your city council member in the show notes. This podcast has music from Joe Wozni, and it was produced by Connor Clifton. And that's it for this week. My name is Emily Hines, and I thank you for listening. 